You are listening to audio from The Creek Church. If you would like more information about The Creek, please be sure to visit our website at thecreekfw.com. How you doing? It's good to see you guys today. I'm glad you're here. I uh, was talking to a friend of mine one time we were growing up, and he would say, my mom always says she's sick and tired. He goes, she, she would start out, she'd be frustrated that they didn't clean their room. And I'm so sick and tired you didn't clean your room. I'm so sick and tired of y'all fighting. I'm so sick and tired of this. I'm so sick and tired of this. And he said it just became just the vocabulary. And he said, one time my mom walked in and she just said, I'm just so sick. And he said, I'm tired too. And he said, I, I don't really remember anything after that. But um, he said, mom was always sick and tired. And, and I think, uh, I just got to say, that's probably where I'm at. I think that's probably where a lot of us are at. I'm core and tired, y'all. <laughs> I, mean, that's, I don't know how else to say it. I mean, this has been one of those things. Uh, we've been in this long season. And, and at, least, at least on the calendar, you know when a season's going to end, right? I mean, we know that somewhere along the way, the weather's going to change. Something's going to change. We're, 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 not, we're not in that mode right now. And I think that's got a lot of us tired. I mean, remember, remember back six months ago when we called it the novel coronavirus? I think the novelty has worn off because I'm tired of it already. Uh, spring break got extended. I mean, you, you, kids, students, you know you're not still on spring break. That kind of just like, it's, it's, it's kind of like when you were a teenager and you said, I'm going to sleep in and have a late breakfast and you end up eating about four o'clock in the afternoon you know the day is gone. You know, so spring break ended months ago. You're now in summer break, but y'all going back to school. I'm excited about that. Um, but uh, I think we just get tired, right? I mean, the whole thing about the not knowing what's coming and, and the unknowns, that just makes us tired. Um, seeing a lot of the just the, the really just the, the news coming from every place and we don't know who to believe. I, I'm tired of that. I'm tired of not knowing who to trust, what to trust, what information to trust, what information not to trust, who to believe, what to believe. I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of the news cycles. I'm tired of the division. I'm tired of the social tension. There's so many things that I'm just, I just got to be honest with you, I'm tired. I'm just tired. And the politics, and that's, that's, I'm tired. I'm tired of common sense going out the window. I'm tired of it. You know, think about when we were kids and we would get tired, we would get grumpy, right? We get grumpy. There's no reasoning with a grumpy toddler. If they miss their nap, I'm tired of that being the, the, our, our society right now. I'm just, I'm just tired, and, and I'm, I'm tired of the grumpiness. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one feeling this. Maybe I should pay you for a counseling session tonight, you know? I mean, maybe I should just be like this, you know? Oh, my childhood was, you know, I just feel like, uh, you know, are we counseling tonight? But the number one response I get to the question, how are you, is fine. No, it's tired. Tired. It's ti- the, the number one question I've been getting over the last two months of how are you doing, I'm tired. And I don't think it's just physically tired. We're, it's, not, it's not that we're not getting enough sleep, but I think we're just exhausted. I, I think there's so much going on around us that we just get tired. And I think it's time for us to have an honest conversation about being tired and where rest really comes from. So let's look at Psalm 91. I call this the 911 Psalm. Psalm 91 uh, is a beautiful Psalm. If you've been tracking along with our uh, uh, 
every Tuesday night, our 714 prayer times. Every Tuesday at 714, we're praying through 2 Chronicles 714. And I've, I've used, I've, I've quoted from this psalm many times since we started. March is when we started this prayer time. And uh, I've quoted it many times. And, and I just feel like this is going to, God just has something beautiful to show us today. And I think this is a word that he's been trying to speak to us even before all this crisis, even before things hit the fan, even before we got to this point of being so exhausted. Psalm 91 starts out this way. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I love what he's saying there. Let me, let me put it to you in a different translation. I like, I like reading from the New Living Translation when I study at home. And this is what the New Living Translation says. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will what? Find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. When I was studying through this, this series on honest conversations, and this is one that, that we, we were sitting around on a Zoom call, and this psalm was one that we said we have to do. And, and, and I was going to, there, there's so many great things to, to kind of hone in on in the rest of this psalm, but I really feel like God was saying that's where we need to be because every one of us are in need of rest. Every one of us are growing weary and growing more and more weary by the day. By every news cycle, we get more and more tired. When, every, when, 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 we, when we see what's going on around us, and we just get tired of it. And, and those who dwell in the house, in the shelter of the Most High, will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. That's God's power. That's the power of God at work that, that just, I mean, we see the creative power of God where he speaks everything out of nothing. We see the resurrection power of God where he calls Jesus from the tomb on the third day. We, we see healing power that is Jesus would heal people and he always had compassion on the crowds that he associated with. He would heal their sick. He was raising the dead. He was constantly, you see just the power of God at work. But I think we miss that the power of God is our source for rest. It, it, it's, it's not a vacation. It's not time alone. It's not, it's not time with people. It's, it, it is getting under the power and the authority of God that actually is what brings rest into our life. And then the psalmist goes on to say, I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. That's the declaration that puts us under the power of God. I mean, when we, when we stop going, I think God does something for other people, and we make our declaration, and he say, we say, you, God, are my refuge. You're my fortress. I trust you. I trust you with everything. That's the declaration that moves us under the shadow and into the rest under the power of the Almighty, of an all-powerful God. And, and, and then the protection that comes from that shadow, the, the provision that comes from that, that shelter. And, and then verse 3 through 13 really starts to show us what he's protecting us from. We need a refuge. We need a fortress. And then, then we get to see these things that, 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 that we get protection and deliverance from. Verse 3, for he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and buckler. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the destruction that wastes at noonday. 
A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only look with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked because you have made the Lord your dwelling place. See, it's that declaration. Because you have made the Lord your dwelling place, the Most High, who is my refuge, no evil shall be allowed to befall you. No plague come near your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. On their hands they will bear you up lest you strike your foot against a stone. That's the same thing that that Satan brought against Jesus when he was tempting him in the wilderness. So so Jesus was, was born a virgin. He was born a miraculous birth. He grew up and then as he grew, he begins his ministry, he gets baptized. After he gets baptized... God leads him into the, temp- into the wilderness to be tempted. <clears throat> he fasts for 40 days. And in that time of temptation, we see three in Scripture, but listen to me. The book of Hebrews tells us that he's faced every temptation we will ever face, and he faced it victoriously. So when we read the three in the Gospels, those are just examples. But Jesus has faced every temptation victoriously, every temptation He's faced victoriously. But, but at one, and one, Satan goes, look, throw yourself off of this temple. And if you really are who you say you are, if you really are the son of God, his angels are going to come protect you and you won't, you won't strike your foot against a stone. And I love Jesus' answer. I mean, he says, you know, don't put the Lord your God to the test, which means he's saying to the devil, he's like, look, there's, there's, a, there's a line here. There's faith in stupid. And I'm going to walk in faith and you're walking in stupid. And that's my translation. I mean, but I mean... I'm sure that, that it's in one of them out there, right? But I mean, Jesus is putting the devil in his place and going, man, you, you can continue to walk in stupidity. I'm gonna walk in faith. I mean, I kind of know what happens if I jump off of something. <laughs> and, and so we, we, go, well, we gotta go on because I gotta, man, we gotta, we gotta lock in on this. You will tread on the lion and the adder, the young lion and the serpent you will trample underfoot. So these are things that, that, that the power of God is protecting us from. And when you start to break that down, he, he talks about in verse 3, the snares of, of the fowler. He's talking about lions and serpents. I, I kind of categorize those as the things that catch us off guard. We're kind of going along life and then boom, here comes a crisis that we, we just didn't see coming, Right? And we're kind of moving along and, and we get caught in a trap or, or we come along and then there's something there that's out to get us and we find ourselves with these, these unexpected things, the things we can't see coming. Verse six is the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the destruction that wastes at noonday. These are things that we can and maybe can't see coming at us. And then the anxieties and the fears. Look at verse five. You will not fear the terror of the night I mean, there's a lot of anxieties and fears that come in and they rob us of rest. We get so wrapped up about thinking about what's, what might happen or what's, really, what's going on around us. And we let fear come in and take over and, 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 and we become paralyzed by it and we can't, it, it robs us of sleep. Look, there's, there's so many things that, that we have let fear come in to steal too many things of our life. And our rest is a, is, is a major thing that we continue to let fear. It, it's almost like fear comes in and we hand them our ability to rest. I mean, it's, it's the things that, that as you're trying to sleep, you just can't stop thinking about and that, those anxieties. There's, then there's the dangers from other people. Also in verse five, he says, the arrow that flies by day. I say these are dangers from other people because somebody has to shoot those arrows. 
And I got to be honest with you. That's the name of the series, right? Honest Conversations. I, I'm so tired of the level that, that we see ourselves fall to when we start slinging arrows back. You, you're, you're, you're operating out of your exhaustion and that's not going to help the situation at all. And when we go on the defensive, we end up losing a voice to speak grace, love, and hope into other people. Then verse 12 talks about those stones. Those are the things we bring on ourselves. I mean, I, I, I do, I'm covered by faith. Faith has saved me, but, but I, I kind of step over that line of stupid sometimes. I am human. We are human. And, and, and he says the stones. I mean, it's kind of like I'm walking along life, and then all of a sudden, I'm just not paying attention, and I step on a stone. I mean, it didn't pounce on me. It didn't attack me, but I hit it, and it hurts. I mean, I, I was just, the other night, I stubbed my toe. I got up in the middle of the night, you know, to do what you got to do in the middle of the night, right? It just happens when you get older. It's like, your body's like, get up, we got to pee now. And so I'm walking through the house, and all of a sudden, boom. And it's that, it's that moment where you, you feel it hit, you hear it hit, and it's almost like that toddler that falls, and there's, there's like that, and you're waiting because it's coming. And I just remember it's middle of the night. If I wake Heather up, she's not going to go back to sleep. I'm like, and then I was just like, please don't let me yell anything unholy because I will wake up the neighbors because that, there is something about, there's a nerve in your toe that goes directly to your stomach and it invokes the puke method and you just, you feel like you want to throw up, you want to cuss, you want to, I mean, it just, it just brings everything unholy out of you, right? I mean, stub your toe, tell me what you say. You don't go around shouting the praises of God in that moment. You're calling on the name of Jesus, but it is not to help you. It is to do something about the furniture or whatever you just, you just kicked. And so there's things that we bring on ourselves. And how much hurt do we cause in our life over things that we even do to just do to ourselves? And we find ourselves in that, and we, we, we just can't get rest. We get so wrapped up, and we become exhausted but verse 7 is a beautiful promise. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. God delivers and protects us when others are falling around us. Listen, that's the power of God. That, that is when everything else around us is falling apart, we can stand sure on the faith and the promises of God. We can, we can be unmoved and unshaken. And listen, people go, people go well, I can't trust this psalm because there's so much wrong going on. I mean, I got sick or... Somebody I know got sick. You know, I, I was somebody I know that is a strong believer and they were diagnosed and they never got healed. So you're how can you tell me that the power of God covers them? And, and, and th listen, God delivers and protects us, but he doesn't promise to, to, to make us immune to everything around us. We live in a broken world. God created man in his own image. When he created him, he said it's good. He gave us a choice, and Adam and Eve chose 
to walk away, chose to sin. And because of that choice, you and I are born into a system that's broken. Where, listen, it's not life and healing that is the operating system of the world we live in. It is brokenness and death. You only need to watch the news for about 30 seconds to understand that that is the mode of the world. That's the operating system that we're in. That's what we're born into. But praise God that we can be reborn under his authority and his power so that, yes, he offers protection and deliverance. And, and here's what I'm convinced of. Is some, some people go, well, he doesn't protect you from everything. I think when I get to heaven, God's going to show me how much he really protects me from throughout the day. Because between myself messing it up, the devil who's after me, and the world I live in that's broken, listen, I don't think I could go one day without the divine protection of God. And when I realize that, it starts to help me get some more rest. Because I have a God who has already secured victory. And then this is God's response to us. So the psalmist, I mean, so if you're new to Scripture, Scripture is written by the Holy Spirit. But he uses human hands to write it. And this is God's response to all of this, talking about where we live will determine our rest. Are we in the shadow of God's power or not? That declaration puts it under. And then here's just some things for you to consider that he's protecting you from and that he knows are coming after your peace and coming after your rest. And then here's God's word back to us. Because he holds fast to me in love, I will deliver him. I will protect him because he knows my name. When he calls to me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Listen, if God was going to save us and make us immune from suffering, he would not respond to us in this way. He would say, once you get under my shelter, you got nothing to worry about. Not to give us a promise of when you love me and you hold on to me, I'm going to deliver you. Because you know me, I'm going to protect you. When, you. when you call me, I'm going to answer. When you face trouble, I'm with you. I will rescue you. And there's been a lot of turmoil around verse 16. With long life, I will satisfy him. Because many people who have placed their life under the, the, the grace and mercy, the shelter and the shadow of the Most High God, do not experience long life in days, but that is translated literally from Hebrew, length of days. With a length of days, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. I remember doing a funeral service for, for a child in my ministry. And uh, I... I have not had the luxury of doing many funerals that you can stand up and say, they lived an incredibly long life and this, 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 this is just the process of life, living and dying. If you go to my computer and you look at my file of the funerals, over 90% of the funerals that I do are tragedies. Every death is a tragedy. Don't, don't, don't misunderstand me. But the amount of teenagers that I have done funerals for. Young adults, suicides, drug overdoses, car accidents. And I remember doing the funeral for a young child and as I sat with their family, 
and we were just talking about the service, and I just said, what, what, what do you want shared? Because I mean, in that moment, I'm, I'm, I'm having to rely on the Holy Spirit 100% because there's nothing I can say to bring hope into that situation. And, and, and the mother looked at me and she said, God really brought me peace with something I read on a, it was a picture. But it said, life is not measured by the breaths we take but the moments that take our breath away. And she said, I wish that my child had a lot more breaths. But I know there were moments where God took his breath away and he is fully walking in that salvation of God. Listen to God's promise. With length of days, I will satisfy him. God and God alone is our source of satisfaction on this side of eternity. Trying to find satisfaction in anything else will leave us empty, will leave us more dehydrated and in worse situation. With a length of days, I will be the fulfillment of your satisfaction on this side of eternity. And when you step onto the other side, I will show you the fullness of your salvation. That's the promise of God. And we have a God who loves us and is all-powerful and sets this length of days and we can find rest in his shadow. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. And as I was reading through this, I, there are some things that, that, that I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you because I'm tired too. Look, we all get tired. And as I was praying these are some revelations that God showed me through this chapter. That The first one is, trusting God does not prevent all danger. It gives you a place to hide. I mean, I need a refuge. I need a place to hide. I need somewhere to go when, 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 when life is just, it, the pressure of life is just beating down. We need safe places to be. I need that, that. And it's easy to lose hope right now. It's easy to lose hope in so many things going on around us. But we don't run to those sources that continue to perpetuate exhaustion. We run into the hiding place of God. And, and this hiding place, listen, I, I'm, I'm grateful for this. I know not every one of you watching and you in this room can, can echo this sentiment, but my home is a hiding place for me. My marriage is a hiding place for me. I am safe with Heather. I can share with her everything that I'm struggling with. And, and we can, I can get honest with her. And she doesn't say, I can't believe you think that, I'm leaving. But she stays my home is a place of peace. My hiding place is, listen, my favorite hiding place is my office. Not just so I can go lock myself away from, from the world. My, my office is where I have my time with God. That's where I do my, my, my devotion time, where I, I, my journaling time, my time in the word, and I, I'll put on praise music, and yeah, I can't sing good, y'all. I mean, if y'all want me to sing, I can clear the room. I can fill the room with emptiness because people will say, good Lord, what is that noise? I'm great. In the Psalms, it says, make a joyful noise. 
He didn't sing, sing pretty for me. I got that, God. I can make all kinds of noise for you. And I, I, I'm a, I'm Heather, Heather calls me a multi-key singer. It's a natural gift, y'all. I can sing one line in three different keys because I'm tone deaf. But it's my time with God, time with my small group. I love, I love, the, I love gathering. I love being around you. I love hearing worship. But time with my small group, that's life-giving time. Because those are trusted people that I can say, here's where I'm really messing up. Here's where I'm really struggling. I'm tired. It's a safe place for me to say to another human being, I'm tired. There's been arrows flying, I'm tired. I quit paying attention to some things in my life and I stub my, my spiritual life into a rock. I'm tired and, and they're gonna come around me and they're gonna help me. I need people around me that remind me that, that God doesn't prevent all the dangers, but he gives me a place to hide and it becomes tangible with the people of God. I need the people of God around me. I need you in my life. We need each other. I need to be reminded that God's faithful promises are my armor and my protection. That God's promises, we're, we're told in, 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 in the book of Corinthians that the faithfulness of God or, or in Christ, in Jesus, all of God's promises are yes and amen. God promises us. Listen to the promises that he gives us at the end of this psalm. I mean, he holds fast to me in love. I will deliver him. God delivers me. He protects me. I know his name. He protects me. He delivers me. He answers me. He rescues me. He promises presence with me. He is with me. He'll never leave me or forsake me. He's the satisfaction of my days here on this earth and my, the fulfillment of my salvation as I step into eternity. That is the faithful promises of God, this armor and this protection that, that pro covers my life. And, and, and his word kind of gets into these promises as being foundational for us. It, it, it's like the Creek Kids corner you saw, the wise and the foolish builder, right? I mean, the wise builder built his house on the rock. The foolish builder built his house on the sand. And I just want to ask you, what, what, what is the foundation of your life? This is a defining moment for our generation to really see what our lives are built on. I mean, do we really talk about equality and justice and place our lives on it? Or do they become buzzwords in society that become an antiseptic to issues going on that the church needs to say, my foundation is this. God is a God of justice. God is a God of equality. God is a God of unity. You don't get unity without diversity, y'all. Otherwise, you get uniformity, and that is boring. And God is not a boring God. What is your life built on? Is it built on the hope and salvation of Jesus Christ, the rock? Jesus is the foundation. He is the fulfillment of God's promises. In John 1, it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then the Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. In Christ, we have the fulfillment of all of the promises of God. Are you placing your life on Him? 
He is the only one. When we place our faith on him, he is the only one, the only way that we are going to stand the storms of life. I mean, think about a house in a hurricane. You want a solid foundation. You want hurricane straps on those walls, and you want the best roof you can put on that thing. Listen, our culture right now is in a Category 5 hurricane. What is your house built on? What are you clinging to? What's covering you? Because everything else, if it's not on Christ and under the shelter and shadow of his power, it's going to get wiped away and you're going to be left wondering what just happened to me. That's the promises of God. We We find that freedom in the promise of God. I, let me tell you where I found freedom in the promises of God, watching the news cycles. And, and y'all, I, just like with our kids, we, we want to limit their screen time, right? I want, maybe I'm just being dad right now. Limit your screen time. Good Lord, limit your screen time. But let me tell you where I found freedom in it. You can bring the worst news to me, but it doesn't change the goodness and the faithfulness of my God. And I can walk in freedom knowing that no matter what the enemy brings at me, no matter what the world brings at me, and no matter what trouble I get myself into, God is bigger and greater than all of that. I know how the story ends. I know one day every disease will be wiped away. I know every tear will be wiped away. I know all the division and strife that we have will be wiped away because every tongue, every tribe will confess that Jesus is Lord and sing his glory and his praises. I know it. That's what the end of the book says, y'all. And I don't have to be bound up by all the things that try to steal my rest. I'm gonna walk in it. But I get tired sometimes. And when we all get tired, we gotta go back to this. God, his power is our source for rest. That's the source. Listen, I want to show you something. I get tired. You get tired. Even Jesus got tired. In John chapter 4, verse 6, this is right before the woman at the well as he's going through Samaria. It says, Jesus, wearied as he was from his journey, sat down. Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, got tired. Now, his humanity got tired, but his deity never got tired because Jesus is fully God and fully man. His body got tired, but his spirit never grew weary because God never sleeps or slumbers. But Jesus is showing us something. You got tired? Me too but he knew exactly where to go. And it wasn't the well that he was sitting on. It was back to the well of power that comes from his father, that he would isolate himself from the crowds and he would go reconnect with his father. Some of you just need to reconnect with God. Some of you are exhausted. And this is what Jesus is saying. Are you tired? I've been there, but let me tell you something. You come to me. All you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest, rest for your souls. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me. Kind of sounds backwards. I'm tired. 
But Jesus, you want to put something more on me? That's when you kind of want to go to Jesus and go, I'm sick and tired, and you want to put something else on me? And No, no, no. He wants to take the heaviness off of you and put his yoke on you because his yoke is well-fitting and it's perfectly made for you. He knows what you can bear. And he says, all the things you're carrying, all the things you're trying to do in your own power is continuing to exhaust you and it's time to lay it down. Come to me if you're tired and I will give you rest, he says. Listen, it's without Jesus, we don't have a hope at this because it's hard to rest when you're on a shaky foundation. You're always wondering what's going to fall, when's it going to fall, and as you process what foundation, I just want to encourage you to get free of everything that keeps filling you with fear and exhausting you and lay it all into the hands of Jesus. Get yourself with a declaration, my God, I trust you, you're my refuge, and get yourself under the shadow of the power of the Almighty God who desires rest for you, who loves you. Other Psalms say he gives rest to those he loves. He loves you so much, he sent Jesus to become man, fully God, fully man, to experience the weariness and to show us there's a greater power over our weariness, to be the one who laid down his life so the almighty power of God called him from the tomb on the third day. And when we find our rest in him, we can have real rest. I mean, how, how many of you want rest? I mean, throw a hand up, man. If you're online, leave a comment. Like, I want rest. Just say, I want rest. So we, we, we all agree we want rest, right? So let's get back under the shadow. I'm going to pray, and I want you in the quietness of your moment, maybe in your living room, maybe you're laying in your bed right now. I don't know. I don't know when you're watching this, but, but whenever you're watching this, if you're with us live, awesome, but pray in here, out there, wherever you are. I just want you to start saying this, God, you're my refuge. God, you are my refuge and, and, and my place of safety. I'm coming to you, God, and I'm trusting you. I'm asking you to rescue me. I'm asking you to cover me with rest in your power. Jesus, my life is not placed firmly on you as my foundation. And I'm, I'm asking you to take the weariness and take the heaviness, take the exhaustion, take the fear, take the anxiety. Jesus, I'm asking you to take it all and place on me your well-fitting life that is connected to your grace, mercy, and your power, Jesus. Jesus, I look to you for salvation. I look to you for satisfaction, the fulfillment of my length of days to move on into the salvation that carries me into eternity with you. Free me from the burdens that wear me out. Give me rest. Can we just thank God that he is our rescue, that he is our rest? And would you just tell him thank you?
Thank you for your rest. Thank you that you are rescuing God. Thank you that you don't leave me here. Thank you that you see everything going on around, but you're unmoved by it. Thank you for covering me with your power so I don't have to be moved by it. But I'm moved by you. And I go where you move me, God. Father, we love you and we thank you. Thank you that you are our rest. We pray all this in the powerful, mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from the Creek Church. We invite you to listen to other messages on this podcast, or if you have any questions, you can email us at info at